Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, Canadian Moto Preview. Hey, at Pulp Mix, I'm proud to say that insulin for diabetes was invented right in my home country of Canada. Same great country that brought us Ross, Rollerball, Peterson, and Putin, and Ryder McNabb. It was a shocker to me that on average the same insulin in the United States can be upwards of 10 times more expensive than the same product in Canada. Prairie Insulin and Meds believes that taking care of your health shouldn't burden you financially. Uh, go down there. Go to uh, prairieinsulin.com. Mention Pulp MX. Get an additional 10% off the already low Canadian prices on insulin and all other prescription medications. Please check it out. Prairieinsulin.com. Tell them Pulp MX sent you. Get a discount. Prairieinsulin.com. All right. Here we go. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires and Renthal on racerxonline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Canadian Motocross Season Preview Podcast, the Rockstar Triple Crown Series getting underway July 25th, and uh, we're going to try to break it down and uh, give you the players and uh, who we think is going to do what uh, this season in the abbreviated Canadian Motocross Nationals. I'm Steve Mathis. Thank you to Fly Racing. Flyracing.com, 2020-and-a-half kinetic mesh was launched at Daytona way back when. It's still available. Uh, Brayton, Baggett, Osborne, all wearing Fly Racing out there. From the FR5 boot to the Formula helmet, they've got you covered head to toe. Flyracing.com, go to your favorite dealer or your favorite e-tailer and learn more about those guys. Also, I want to thank the folks at Renthal. Renthal.com, of course, they launched their uh, brand-new bar beginning of this year, the Fat Bar 36. Uh, they've got the Twin Wall. They've got the 7 8 bar. They've got the original Fat Bar, Eli. Tomac just won a championship with the folks at Renthal. The undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 69, Renthal has become notorious for relentless obsession, detail, and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. They have over 222 U.S. titles and over 213 world titles. They have more titles than all the competing brands combined. Folks, Renthal.com for more information on that. Maxxis tires, of course, UTV tires, dirt bike tires, mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires, Maxxis.com for more information, the MXSTs, developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by Alex Ray and, and AJ Catanzaro out there in Supercross. Please check them out. I use the Minion line of mountain bike tires from the folks at Maxxis, and they do a great job with everything that they got going on over there. Also, Alias CBD, the official pain bomb of the Geico Honda team. Alias Racer X is safe at aliascbd.com. So please check out those guys as well. So uh, thank you to listening. Thank you to those who are listening. Thank you for those that are uh, going to go to the Canadian Nationals this summer and, uh, and support the series and watch these racers. So with me on the line to break down the series – a couple of former top, top national riders. Uh, first up, from Atlas Brace, it's Ryan the Newf Lockhart. What's up, Newf? How are you? Well, it's just such a pleasure to be back. Um, 
you know, we always talk about every year I'm going to re- get replaced, but there wasn't a whole lot of talk about replacing me this year, so no. I must have did a good job last year. Yeah, we, we definitely kicked it around, like, on another private group text, but you made the cut again, buddy. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, the other guy, the other guy though, this year, he seemed to be a lot more talk about getting replaced, which is new. Yeah, well, you know, we he was grouchy for a lot. He's been grouchy a lot lately. Let's bring him in. From uh, uh, the, the folks at uh, Ammo and uh, Rockstar Triple Crown Series and uh, and all of that, Ryan Gall. What's up, Galdi? Here's the deal, okay? This this joke is dumb. The replacement thing and everything. It went one year. It's old news now. You've got mad. I'm not. I'm in the best mood ever right now. Ammo's killing it. I'm on my deck. The pool's full. I got a rum and coke here. I got some brand new Shift MX gear. FoxRacingCanada.com, and we're good to go. Wow. I mean, look, it's, 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 been, uh, it's been a trying time for the Canadian series. Look, you guys are kicking it off. Down here in America, we still don't have anything. So uh, We are going know. to be the first MX series in the world going, in the world. When does the Latvia ones kick off for MXGP? And that's like August 8th or 9th oh, or okay. like that. Oh. So we're, we are two weeks before that. Nice, nice work. Yes. By, by the way, Renthal.com on board with this podcast. Newf, you guys over there uh, just picked up Renthal as a, the Canadian distributor. So how's that going? Yeah, it's been good, actually. I mean, obviously, with all the COVID stuff going going on, uh, timing wasn't perfect, but we've been killing it. It's been uh, it's been exciting, obviously, to introduce a new lineup into the Canadian market for us anyways. And um Selling other stuff, which is always yeah. Renthal hasn't been here for years at all. It's never been to Canada. <laughs> well, it's new for us. Here we here we go. Here 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 he goes. New just oh, oh never we never heard of Renthal. You in know Canada. what? So, someone call up. Let's get a replacement on here. Look, Galdi, it's not our fault that COVID struck and the whole Arena Cross series and the whole National series went to hell. It's not not our fault. Uh, no, it's not at all. So uh, COVID's been nothing but a blessing in Canada, bro. Move to Ontario; it's kicking it right now. We're killing it. <laughs> I am proud of you, Canadians, for doing a good job. Uh, the Americans, not so much down here. So, uh, good job up there, up, up north. I think you have a lot more people to answer to down there than we do up here. Up here, it's everybody's. We're all close, man. It's a tight knit group. Me yep. and Doug Ford um, from Premier Ontario. So, okay. Uh, we just as as we we're taping, the word came down maybe two three days ago. Uh, Moto Park, the site of my Canadian National Championship That's correct. in, in 1990, uh, yeah. was replaced in the series uh, by a second round at Walton, right, Galdi? Uh, yeah, so unfortunately due to the COVID stuff, the uh, the idea of everything with the social distancing is also implemented a parking distancing thing. So therefore, the the groups that come in your motorhome or trailer or whatever you bring, you have distance, two social distance from other groups that can stay within your group. And unfortunately, Moto Park, uh, with the amount of numbers, if everybody showed up that could possibly show up, whether it be the pro, the women's, the premix, or the amateur support classes, it, we just couldn't park everybody far enough apart. So they had to clip that one and uh, go to Walton for a second round uh, that won't house any amateurs because. After that round on the Wednesday is when our, our trans can start. Mm-hmm. So it'll be just a pro women's and premix uh, thing, and then the, the trans can after that kind of thing. So, yeah, unfortunately, it probably would have been a pre- pretty cool event. I mean, yeah, tons of history. It had a GP there before. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the amateur nationals you refer to. Um, it would have been cool, but, yeah, just uh, under these times, it just it couldn't be put together. So we went, we scrapped the West Series, the West Rounds. Uh, we are doing five Five races, three motos a weekend, one moto, one moto of the pros on Saturday. Uh, Noof, we already know that Galdi will think it's awesome. 
and it's it's an incredible <laughs> series and all of that. But Noof, where do you where do you stand on these one moto Saturday, two on Sunday? I actually like it. I mean, I've seen kind of the tentative uh, daily schedule that they have penciled out, and I like it. I'm sure Galdi came up with it because, you know, everything's perfect that he does. But anyways, moving right. on to, to that, I mean, the the practice and the qualifier in the morning, Moto 1 for MX1, MX2 done by noon, and then they move into the amateur stuff uh, in the afternoon, and then the pros can regroup and get ready to go again for their two-moto format on on Sunday. So I kind of I, I like it. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some guys that are thinking that three motos might be a bit much over the course of, uh, you know, 24 to 36 hours type of thing. But, wow. I mean, for, we got to for, make for, up for the motos, and I think it's the yeah. best-case scenario. For Gopher, which is round one, you know, everybody's been off for a long time. There's going to be some hurting dudes end of July at Gopher for three motos, don't you think, Noof? But, I mean, other yeah. than that, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, trust me, if I was racing, um, even in my prime, I wouldn't have been happy about it. But uh, there'll be a lot of sore guys coming into uh, Moto3 on Sunday. I almost wonder, Galdi. I like it. I think, look, this is a shitty time. A lot of stuff's been, you know, thrown against the wall, and you kind of stick and see what happens. And I almost wonder if the American Series shouldn't look at this. Um, You know, it's a way to expand the series. Because I just don't know how they're going to get – 11 rounds in. Um, I, I'm looking at a six or eight round series, I bet, down here. And why not? Why not throw a moto in on Saturday? I like the idea, Goldie. Uh, well, I mean, you guys are already Saturday, so, right, so you might have to move it to the Sunday type thing. But, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. the reason why, it, reason why it came and the, the idea that it came up that way was just trying to deliver the same sort of product that you could for the sponsor, for the people. You know, for us, it's Rockstar and, and Parts Canada, Fox, and all our manufacturers. And we had an 18 moto series. Now it's actually going to be 14 because actually the, the second Walton is a typical pro day. It's only two motos because it's at the end of the transcan, so you can't muscle in a third moto oh, okay. on a Saturday right. during the amateur scene. So, But still, we got 14 out of the 18 promised motos or delivered motos. Every moto's live on the TV and all the app stuff that we have like that. So that was kind of the way it was. And, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I listened to that Davey Coombs podcast that he did with, with uh, 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 Wygant there a while ago, and they were saying basically that only Indiana was able to go. So, I mean, if there's only like maybe three or four of them that are for sure could go, three-moto format, boom, you're up to 12 uh, you're up to 12 uh, motos there or whatever, like kind of thing. So, it, yeah, I, I mean, it was a bit of a, you know, throw it against the wall, see if it works. And so far there's been no negative backlash. But like New said, uh, you think my, you know, the Monday after the Gopher one, everybody's going to probably yeah. be like, holy shit, that was a bad idea. No. It's, it's going to be 100 degrees. It's going to be rough as shit. It's, it's, it's going to be nasty there. But, I mean, the Transcan one, no problem. And if you think about it, you know, old school days, you know, walk up the hill both or to school both ways, all that stuff. Uh, we used to do four motos on uh, two different classes wow. and stuff like that. So, In the early you know. 80s, it was six motos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And there was, yeah, 125, 250, 500. Right, right. So, like, it gnarly has been, you know, uh, the MO of motocross. So, I, with that break, too, and, and it's funny, too, because when I first thought about it, I thought they were going to put the pro motos in the afternoon on Saturday um, after the amateur, put amateurs in the morning. But now doing the pro in the morning, uh, I mean, they get a pretty good break. And after one moto, and these guys are athletes, you know, it's going to be tough for sure. But these guys can handle it. And, and I think it was the best possible case for, for the series and all the nonsense that we're dealing with. Um, so no spectators? 
Goldie? Well, actually, phase three just got let go um, uh, yesterday in Ontario, which actually it allows us to have a hundred. Oh boy! Oh. So wow! So yeah, yeah, uh, you can have, we can have a hundred spectators, but there is sort of some sort of Listen, Justin, if Justin, you will. Justin's going to need. Justin, you're going to need help counting all the money from those 100 people. So if you need yeah. extra counting machines. Basically, yeah. though, how you can work it is so with the amateur classes and the pro groups, every rider, according to the guidelines, everything can have uh, five people in their group. So, therefore, if we have full amateurs, full desk, it, there, there should be a decent turnout of people on the property. They're not necessarily spectators. They're crew members or supporters or whatever. So, I mean, just like the uh, MRC rulebook, there's many, many gray areas. And masks? Masks are... Uh, uh, masks, yeah. uh, basically everywhere. Yep. Um, in your pit areas. Uh, or not, sorry, not in your pit areas, but anything underneath and the start gates. Everywhere else, you're, you're good to go. Okay. If you got to go to, like, the sign-in trailer or, um. or check-ins and stuff like that, anywhere you got to check-in with people. But masks uh, only have to be worn on the start gate and when you're in, you know, going outside of your place into another group. Now, uh, you ran a couple of races already. There's a couple of preseason races. Uh, how'd those go with all the regulations and all the rules and everything, Galdi? And maybe... I'll just let you go on for the next. Well, yeah, I just wanted want me to take this over here. So yeah. uh, we've had three events. I've got another one coming up this weekend at Walton. And I, to be honest with you, Steve, I, I couldn't be more blown away how good it's been. If this has been the way, if this could have been the way it was like five years ago when I battled Stolly and kind of went my own way and stuff, I would be. I would have a house probably in Vegas. I would have a house up in in uh, Muskoka's, and things would be just gravy. Like oh, it is, wow. it, it is going extremely well on all accounts. Even the track rental, the money that's paid, everybody making money, the payouts, all that stuff on that sort of thing. Now, in saying that, just like anything, once uh, like the Canadian theory, we're all like lobsters, nobody wants to get anybody ahead. We've had another group in Ontario, the MMRS group, call the local townships and the cops on us at every single race. Now, this MMRS group is sort of a competitive group, if you will, on the eastern side of Ontario. They've decided to call them every weekend and say there's people outside the province or they're not doing this. Apparently, there's even been people calling on the property, um, was one of the, the officers said that at our Walton round. So it hasn't been without some sort of hiccups, but everybody, uh, luckily, the Walton group and the Gopher Dunes group are, have been part of their townships and their communities for so long that they see the progressive and, and active work that we've done, whether it be the park or the masks or uh, the online sign-up, no cash on site, everybody distancing, all that kind of stuff, signs everywhere. Uh, it's been really, really good, and our customer base has followed along. There's been no idiots. There's been a few complaints here and there for people, why do we got to do this? What's this about? You know, and we're just like, either do it or don't, or we don't go racing kind of thing. So um, it has been extremely well. It has been awesome on all accounts, and I'm, there's no, I don't think there's going to be any changing it. I don't understand why we would change it now. It's been so good mm. going forward. The only thing that this does is bite our smaller venues in the but as far as the parking side of things go. Wow, Noof, he was actually pretty calm there, Noof. It wasn't bad. Oh, sorry, I just stepped out for lunch that went on for so long there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did go back. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's a new world. I mean, the AMA Nationals will be similar to that here. Um, Golly, what about like Moncton and uh, going further east than Deschambeau? Uh, was it kind of same kind of stuff? Couldn't do regulations? Was it a costing well, so for the teams they, or they see the province of Moncton, Nova Scotia and even Newfoundland, they they shut their borders down and just fully quarantined themselves for 
God, it was like three months. Uh, it was a really long time. So there was zero decisions that we could make as far as leading up to things. And then the West Coast stuff, um, just they didn't close as much, but they didn't open up limitations as well as they did in the Ontario and Quebec scene. And the funny thing was, is both Ontario and Quebec were the highest cases right. throughout Canada. But there is maybe a lot more rural area to where we are going. So that is why we were able to fit in when they started talking about opening golf courses, marinas, uh, stuff like that. And then, therefore, even Quebec has been racing. I think they've had two events, maybe three as well. So Deschambault looks good to go, and then the rest of them are good to go as well. So it, it just it was just a matter of, of timing. Um, and as far as it, there is still no even opportunity for racing right now in B.C. or Nova Scotia or Alberta. Manitoba's had some events. Ontario and Quebec are the only ones that have had some events um, across Canada. Actually, I think Alberta's doing. I think it's this weekend or maybe next weekend. They're having. They're going to start going racing at a, at a small capacity. So, it was just a matter of, of timing and the fact that the Ontario group. Um, we put some some calls in myself and, and Brett Lee and Melody of the Wallen Group, uh, Derek Schuster, Kara Schuster at Gopher Dunes, were very intense with their local communities and, and, and townships. And then I actually was able to talk to Doug Ford, who was like our premier um, of Ontario. And we got phase one. Motocross racing was right in phase one, and that was really kind of set the whole cycle in. And then practice days were open, and then racing, and then boom, 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 here we are, and, and we're ready to go. Do you think the Supercross rounds in Quebec and Hamilton happen? No, they've already canceled. The oh. idea is to okay. do uh, two outdoor events Friday, Saturday night uh, at Gopher Dunes. If the schedule's not released. I might not even be able to release that, but that's the talk right now. Under the lights. Like a sand track, like on the track. No, it's, it's actually going to be a fully clay-made track um, under the lights, sort of like the old, you know, mini stayed days kind of thing back in Canada, type thing. Yeah, we're, they're renting lights. They have a huge uh, a chunk of property right at Gopher Dunes where they're going to bring in clay and build it. Sort of, they had an arena cross track built there for practicing, and now they've extended it like three times as big. And they're going to bring clay in, and the Jetworks crew is going to go in there and build the track. And it's going to be two weekends back to back, Friday and Saturday night. How do we feel about that, Noof? Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of cool if they make it work. It sounds like uh, sounds like a lot of stuff needs to come together for that. But um, I mean, make something happen. I mean, I think that's what this year's all been about um, is making it happen. And like I said, from a looking at from an outsider looking in a little bit, I'm happy that they're going racing. I mean, I think it's good for everything. And some riders and stuff like that are bitching a little bit. Oh, everything's in Ontario. Everything's in Ontario. It's an Ontario National Series. Oh, well, well yeah, Goldie's dream, Goldie's dream has finally happened, finally come true. So. It has, yeah. Congratulations, Goldie. Richard, yeah, if Richard Gray and Pierce Chamberlain came back, that would really be the funny. Hey, I was texting with Noof now for, for in the fall here. I'm just going to have a full bat diet and uh, just continue to get COVID to keep growing. <laughs> Nothing but, <laughs> yeah, nothing but bats. Oh, nothing but bats. Oh, boy. And uh, hug everybody and, and shake hands and everything. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out, Noof. <laughs> Stop. Uh, yeah, a joke. yeah, that might be a bit much. Okay. Um, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah, now it's political. <laughs> um, so, okay, yeah, so the series, we're, 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 it's happening. It's going underway. Um, exciting things. Uh, I guess, first off, Noof. You uh, you helped go for Dunes Honda there uh, to a lot of race wins and a lot of championships. Uh, will you be back for them for 2020? Lots of controversy about this. 
lots of controversy behind the scenes, especially in that group chat, and yep. things were not looking good. Things were not looking good there. Um, you know, I said what I wanted, and Diggs had other ideas that he didn't really want to win this year. So I said, well, it's either this or you win. I got my flights this morning. I got flights for Gopher, flights for Walton already, so I'm back in. No, oh, you're in. You're back with the team. Yeah, I'm in. Oh. Back on. Diggs, Diggs needed that excellence that you provide. Yeah. <laughs> Are you uh, well, the championships don't lie? Okay, so it's two weeks on, a week off. No, no, no. One one week, and then now because of the way the changes, a oh. week off. Two weeks on, week off, two weeks on. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, um, did all the Americans make it up to quarantine for fourteen days? Yeah, everybody that was uh, is a part of one of the teams. The only one that's sort of outside of off the team, Bobby Piazza. He's been here for. A week now, maybe more. So he's he, he was able to get across as well. But all the te- all the guys that have been sort of announced on teams and all this stuff yeah, yeah. Are, have been here and they're quarantining and and uh, everybody will be good and good to go. The only ones that are on the very last minute are the um, uh, Al Dix team. There, um, uh, Sky, oh Sky Racing, sorry, Sky, Husky, yeah. uh, Sky Kawasaki. Yeah, yeah. They're I think they got in like the Thursday, right? Which would be. If you, if you go two weeks later, it would be the Thursday um, before we go for Dunes. This regular purse payout and everything, Galdi? Do we know no, yet? No. No, everything's cut in half. Oh, boy. Yep. Oh, boy. I Understandable, though. I get it. Yep. Yeah, no, 100%. Everything's cut in half. So the purse that used to be 20, I think it was 25 grand uh, for the purses now, it's actually not quite half, but $13,000 between the two classes. Okay. Yep. Uh, Noof, who are you going to work for? Do you know? I'm working with uh, young Manitoba star Ryder McNabb. Oh, finally. Yeah, I want to talk about this kid a little bit. Uh, finally, we may have somebody. A lot of, a lot of pressure some, on me now with uh, Manitoba here. Yeah. There's some good hype, man. I got, we, we're going to talk about this kid for sure in this podcast. There's some good hype right now. Uh, Luke Reslin bowed out of MX101. Uh, poor Diggs. Uh, poor Diggs. I mean, poor poor hot dog vendor. Um, just He just couldn't make it go. He didn't want to stay up there the whole time, I guess. Uh Money wasn't good enough for him in the MX2 and all that. So that that's going to be a blow to those guys, new for that class and for the team. Yeah, I mean, I talked to Kevin on the phone because we're a sponsor of the team with 100%, and I was kind of figuring things out and was kind of leaning there. This was last week that he wasn't coming. There was all that rumor of him doing the PC test and everything, but I guess that didn't go well. And um, it's it's a shame. I mean, I don't. I guess I understand or have to understand it from both sides. I mean, if I'm Kevin, um, obviously he's a nice guy, but I would be a little bit pissed about it. I mean, he gave him a place to come last year to race. Um, obviously, the circumstances this year with the money and his budget getting cut and everything like that. But if things go back to normal next year, is he going to want to come back? Um, I would have liked to seen him tough it out. I mean, he was their star guy. He supported them all winter uh, with bikes and parts and all the team sponsors, and then he bows out. I get it. It's tough, the circumstances, staying up here the whole time, but it's really only a month and a half. I, I get it, too. I understand it from Luke's point of view, but if I'm hot dog vendor, zero chance I work with Luke Reslin ever again. I mean, that's it. I get it. Yeah. I get it, yeah. but I'm just like, okay, cool. Give me all the stuff back and everything else. <laughs> so, but Kate, but KT will work with him again because he's such a nice guy and a good guy. He seemed like more than understandable about the whole situation. Which, yeah. I mean, 
I get it. He sees it from a racer side. He was a racer, this and that. But um, I would still, from you know the the business side of it and the team side of it. I mean, he was for sure a contender coming in. I mean, he was the he was mm-hmm. one of the guys. Yeah. Now all the weight goes on to Canella, who's our star guy, which I think is still a question mark in my opinion. Right. Right. Um, okay. So we lost Michael Lessie. We lost Colton Fasciati to retirement. Michael Lessie's not coming back. I mean, it looks open for Phil, our buddy Filthy Phil Galdi, to uh, to get his MX1 outdoor title that he might have had a shot at had he not lost his mind on on the 800 at uh, at, at Sandali, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a betting man, it's going to be tough to to bet against him for sure. Um, he's he's fit, he's strong, he's a veteran, he's experienced, he's got all the all the tools to do it. His bike is good, the team is good, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, how how can you not pick him uh, with with exactly what you just sold right there? And I mean, you've got your Cole Thompson, you've got your Dylan Wright, you've yeah. got Matt Gerke and Tyler Medallia, who I think are the five guys that could possibly win motos or maybe overalls, whatever it is. And um, I just he's Phil is such a such a beast. He, like we talked about this before, he was so good last year, and everything was new. Right. You know what I mean? So you got to think yep. that coming into this year, he's going to be even more comfortable uh, with everything. And as you know, Steve, the 2020 Blue Crew 450, the, the bike oh, is just beautiful. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a amazing. gift that keeps on giving. You know what I mean? It's it's it just you know, it's World Championships, Supercross Championships. It's just it's all of the above. So, um, but it, it, the, oh, I, I must I, I, I must have missed the Supercross Championship. Oh, for no, Phil. Yeah. Oh, Phil. Phil. Right. So oh, no, yeah, no North doubt. American Supercross champion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it, it, Dylan Wright and Cole Thompson, I think, I mean, I've got to watch them now. I've got to watch Cole three weeks in a row, and I've got to watch Dylan. And uh, Dylan looks really good on that 450, but, of course, the pro side of things and pro national yeah, let's, let's focus is always on, different. Let's but, focus on Phil here. Gold. Yeah, it's but my, I, my I, show. I, okay, you my have show. a hard time not betting on Phil, for sure. I mean, we, uh, I, I think the guy is a, he's, he's just like us in our text group. There's zero support. You, you think you're not friends with the guy. He might as well be the biggest asshole ever. Or It's like talking to John Nelson, but he, you know he loves you kind of thing, so you never know what you're getting. But on the track, man, he's badass, and he's going to be tough to beat. I checked in with him. He was quarantining in a camper. Somewhere in Ontario, so yeah, he's, he's actually like an hour from my house. I'm uh, um, he's an hour from my house. I feel like going and taking a, a, a picture of him and telling me, like you know, busting him online or something. Just yeah, uh, that'd be good, right? Medaglia told me the virus, COVID, doesn't want anything to do with Phil because he's already miserable enough. So, <laughs> so he's immune to getting the COVID like virus. A Chuck Norris meme, right? Uh, but I mean, for reals, uh, new last year, so. Fossati won the championship, and Colton was great. Like many races, Colton and Phil were pretty equal. Um, and he's gone. And the 800 was winning motos and doing pretty well in that second bizarre second half that we'll never, ever figure out. <laughs> um, so when you look at it, I mean, Phil was clearly better than Cole Thompson. He was clearly better than a jacked-up Matt Gurky last year and writes a rookie. Like, I mean, when you look at it, Phil's got to be – I don't – want to say a heavy favorite noof but a strong favorite yeah i mean coming into the east last year i mean colton was worried about one guy and one guy only and trust me that wasn't the 800 at the time um he was totally we had a rental car conversation on the way back to the hotel saying oh man phil's gonna be tough obviously in the sand and and whatnot and it would have been really really close uh take out that uh sandily radiator incident with the crash with gurky in moto one um which he scored no points and then second moto losing his mind on mike 
like. Um, that was really the championship right there. I mean, obviously, Colton kind of cruised the last couple. He did ride awesome at Walton. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. on paper-wise, Phil, I mean – Kind of all the check marks are towards him. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he how he handles it because he'll he'll be the favorite. Um, we got Walton that Phil won on last year. We got Sandalee and Gopher two sand tracks that Phil's good at. You know, I don't know about Deschambeau. I don't remember. Is that was that Ben? He Wilson? won Deschambeau. He won Deschambeau. So yeah, like yeah, he won the last two, right? Right. Yeah, he won the last two. So you yeah. look at these races, like the tracks are also favoring him. Um, yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting to see. Uh, T-Dags is back up. Gurky, um, if this was two years ago, Gurky could definitely give Phil a run, but Matt's getting older now, Galdi. Uh, he's coming off injury. You know, last year was was bad. So I'll, I'll be interested to see if Matt can, can rebound or not. Yeah, I mean, it, it, definitely a lot of question marks there for sure. I mean, but we know Gurky has has had these kind of incidents and and setbacks before, and he's come back and done these things. So it, it I, I haven't seen him ride other than that little hokey pokey thing he's got down in Florida, and that was a a long time, or you know, maybe a month ago. I don't even know if he's been riding. I know at the Hubert residence where he's able to quarantine. He, I think they're able to ride there. He's got a kind of a small track. So, but yeah, I mean, like you said, he's got. He's got the the speed and the tools. It's just a matter of fact if his body is uh, can keep up with it. We know his mind's there because there's zero f's given in them. His mind, there's nothing going on, yeah. uh, kind of thing. Yeah, so, new um, new Gurky might not even know he's been hurt. <laughs> he might not no. know he's in Canada. <laughs> right? Yeah. Does he even know he's in Canada? Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> so Dylan Wright's probably the wild card, right? Like, is there? I don't know. Like, I feel like – so, Dylan, for people who don't know, Dylan's a super talented kid. Uh, took a long time for him at MX2 to kind of figure everything out, and he needed actually new f- – people. a lot of people said that. Many people have said that. Yeah. But um, I almost feel like <laughs> – like, I feel like Wright will be back to his old MX2 ways, and it'll take Dylan one or two years to stop crashing – make mistakes, and then I think he's a future MX1 champion, but I don't think this year or next year. Noof, what, you, what are your thoughts on that theory? Well, it's hard It's hard to really say because obviously I know you can't compare these ammo races that he's been doing, but you know he's put it to Thompson 7 at 8 motos, and I know it's not a national, and I yeah, get it from that I don't, aspect, I don't, but Yeah, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I mean, because I remember Galdi going on in his dumb website he used to have about Liam O'Farrell beating some dudes at some preseason race a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know no, Liam sucks. He got that. like sixth overall at Gopher last year. He's shit. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I, I'm on your side with that, but I think that the experience and the maturity that he gained last year in that MX2 class and the domination that he put in um, – I think he learned a lot from it. So transferring over to the 450, obviously he's not the same person he's that he was five years ago when we were having the same conversation saying that, you know, he could come out and win a moto and then obviously DNF. Um, I don't foresee the field – isn't deep enough this year. Um, you know, I know we're taking out a few guys, but it's not deep enough. Even if he does have those moments of where he's impatient on the first lap or the second lap and he goes down, he's going to be able to come from 15, 20th to fourth or fifth in these motos. So, you know, his bad motos aren't going to necessarily be a ninth or a tenth, which they could have been in the previous years um, with a few less guys in the class. So I, my prediction 
I see a few moto wins out of them, um, but I also see a few fifths and sixes go into the mix too. You think he can um, win motos though? Three. You think he can win motos? I think he can win motos. Yeah, I yep. think he'll he'll win a hand, handful of motos, um, but overall in the series would be you know three, two, two or two or three. Where are you at, Galdi, with with uh, Dylan? I like I like what Noobs just said there, and one thing I could say, I think with this sort of condensed series, I think it kind of plays in the role of a younger kid like Dylan right now, because everything is just like bang, bang, bang. There's no like sort of thought process and drawn out over a a twelve week a twelve week period. It's all just like okay, well we're back up again. Oh, we're back up again. And with a three moto format, I feel like that could, you know, he he's he's sort of young enough to just kind of put put things behind him, sort of thing. And there is there's not pressure on him, to, I think, to win the championship this year, so he right. can kind of. Just just go out and, and race the bike. Um, but I like new, new statements. I think he'll have the moments um, that'll bite him a little bit, and he'll win some motos and stuff like that. And But I think I, I truly believe that he will be the guy that gives Phil fits over anybody else in the class, in, in my opinion. This really? Year. Yeah. Really? Over Cole yeah. Thompson? Over, over Matt? Over yeah. T-Dags? Wow. I think the reason is because he is as young as he is with the the zero pressure coming in and like I said we, I, we, I've seen him ride and he's not riding the bike like uh, the old Dylan right he's smooth and all that kind of stuff he's figuring out the power I, I just I'm, it is a long shot I don't think he's going to win the title but I feel like he will be the guy that gives Phil more fits than the other guys out there the veteran guys out there I feel like Dylan Wright will do that oh he's from Ontario Noof it makes sense now there we go <laughs> it all makes sense <laughs> there we go <laughs> I mean, man, it is the beautiful here right now. The, the sun's shining, green trees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here we diaper, go. There's a garbage um, can over there full of baby diapers. Uh, I, I mean, I think Gerky's bet. I think Gerky beats Dylan more times than Dylan beats Gerky this year. Yeah, well, that's the American coming out, you, Steve. Well, I mean, I'm actually Canadian, but anyway. Yeah, no, nobody okay. knows that anymore. Um, what do you think, Noof? Gerky or Wright? Who beats well, who? No, Wright for sure. I mean. How old is Matt now? Matt's like I don't know, but eighty-seven. I do feel like Matt's just a warrior, though. Yeah. He's just gritty. 30, 35, 34 years old. He is gritty, and I don't. I don't discredit that. But here's here's where the the problem's going to arise. Matt has over the years in Canada have had some hero rides, like some crazy rides at Gopher Dunes to start. Well, first of all, we never start the series at Gopher Dunes. But there is always some sort of spectacular late moto crash in there because the guy, like you swear, his throttle stuck wide open out there. Like he's just wide open everywhere. I think that bites him at the first round. He's going to come in. He's going to be hungry. It's probably his best speed track of the year for the deep sand. And I foresee you know, something going wrong and he ends up with a little bit of a slow start from crashes and stuff. And then that momentum carries through, um, based off last year. I mean, I know he had a lot of bike issues. I'm sure they have that figured out, obviously new team manager over there, um, and stuff, but I don't foresee, uh, Gerke beating Dylan Okay. Much at all. All right. All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, I smell a bet going on here. Yeah. We just blew the roof off of Steve's head right yeah, there. Yeah. Right? I smell a bet. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, Noof is a bit biased, Steve. He is a bit biased. He got his flight today. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. He's on the team okay. and everything. Right? Yeah. 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 That's good point. <laughs> um, so we haven't talked about Cole Thompson yet. Uh, better indoor guy than out for sure. Um, kind of a, a so-so outdoor series last year, right? A couple of shining moments on the West. If I remember right. Uh, by the way, who'd we pick for the title last year? I got it wrong again. I've gone the 800. 
I've gone Kevin Benoit. I, I went Phil last year. I, I'm terrible at this. So, uh, I don't, we all know who I picked. I'm sure I you picked again, so. Fasciati. Yeah, you know I did. Yeah, yeah. New, who'd you pick? Uh, I thought I went with Fasciati as well. Yeah. Well, I think so. I'm off to a terrible, but I thought terrible start for this. Remember, uh, I thought Galdi had Dakota Alex though. Remember oh that yeah. yeah, God, dude. <laughs> Is there a bigger Dakota Alex fan than Ryan Gold? No, it was a tie for the championship between Alex and Fasciati. Do you remember the hype at Calgary? It was so big. It was so big. Uh, he's back this year, boys. Let's talk MXC. Okay, let's get rid of this 450 talk. Come on. Um, so, Cole Thompson, uh, I, figure, like, I, think, uh, I think Wright, Gurky, and Thompson will be, and T Dags will be two, three, four, four, three, two, like all that kind of stuff. Obviously, Phil's not going to sweep. I'm not, but Phil is a little better than those guys in my mind. And then after that, I think Cole's right in the mix. But I don't know if he's better than Matt and Dylan and and uh, and T Dags. What do you guys think? Uh, go ahead, Noof. Well, I think that there's not a smoother rider out there on the track and a more efficient rider on the track. Um, I really think, though, when the going gets tough and the tracks get shitty and beat out and everything like that, that he seems to struggle a little bit more. Last year, outdoors wasn't a great indication because he did start out pretty solid in the in the West, and then he got hurt on the break before the East Coast started when the track started to get real gnarly. But... I mean, you got to think there's some added pressure over there with him at KTM. I mean, he's been there for a while. He came off those MX2 championships, coming into MX1, and, I mean, he's won some races. Obviously, the indoor stuff comes easy to him with just his riding style and technique. But um, I think that I think that especially this year with no Supercross going on, really, quote-unquote, he's got to start making some damage or KTM's going to start second-guessing that chance. What do you think, Golly? Uh, well, one to one point of news. So we were actually talking about this weekend with some local Ontario guys talking about because Dylan beat him this weekend. He kind of owned him in the, the the cash class motos, like our pro motos. And we were talking, and I'm like, you know, man, it, it seems like his sand skills aren't really there. But last year he went three three on the day. Uh, of how crazy hot and rough and everything at Gopher Dunes behind uh, Alessi and Phil, beating T-Dags, beating Gurky. I mean, Gurky had a bike problem. T-Dags didn't have a great day, um, all that kind of stuff. T-Dags so, wrote MX2. He, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. My wow, fault. What, yeah, what, a, um, what an expert we have here, Noof. <laughs> yeah, no, I really, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all up on things. Let's talk about the 90s. I'm in, okay? I don't remember last year. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I like, like New said, he's so smooth, he's so calculated, and I think sometimes that bites him in the butt against the riders like a Phil or a Gurky or even a Dylan Wright that are able to kind of turn off that switch of technical ability and just kind of go that right amount of dumb and make something happen in those nastiness things. Because he shines at Walton. He won a moto last year at Walton. He won, he won the overall at Calgary. So those kind of tracks he shines, and now we got two two rounds there, and then the rest are sand. So... I, he he's got all the tools and all like that. I just think those little mind games that kind of those those more aggressive sort of fighter riders can get into his head. And I feel like Dylan did it this weekend, just at my local race. The motors were both 20 minutes long, and Dylan kind of just just sort of wore him out a little bit. Not not like in a sense that he wasn't in shape, but just kind of made things happen when it was got a little bit tough and Cole couldn't seem to adjust. Now again, like local race, it doesn't mean anything, but. Yeah, the pro level and on those long, longer motos, he, I feel like that nastiness is missing. But, I mean, he, he's going to be there. He's going to win some motos. It's just a, uh, 
the ability to close the, the the final gap of being that tough guy to bring home a number one plate, I think, is is what he's missing. And I, I don't see him pulling it off this year. Definitely got to be good for Dylan's confidence to do that. You know, well, yeah, hundred percent. Like he, in the first moto, uh, Cole uh, was leading, and he, Dylan was dogging him, and it, for guy had to be seven laps. I think the moto was twelve laps, and and he it was like a good seven laps. He was there, and then um, I, I didn't see what happened, but I saw. I talked to Dylan after the races, and he said Cole just made an enormous mistake and kind of threw it away, and he gave it gave it to him. So maybe you know that pressure that he puts on him, um, it, it kind of gets in Cole's head, and and uh, obviously you look back, you know, Cole's a veteran, Dylan's a new guy, and when you see stuff like that happen it plays with your mind so um yeah i, I mean I, like i said i think he's going to win motos i just I, I don't see him pulling that championship and like Nuke said the question mark's going to happen near if he doesn't do it this year like man does the guy got it is it okay because he's so serious that it's got it's time to win this this big title what's the over under number of conversations he has with his competitors three uh like talking to them yeah zero Oh, okay, I was, I was going to say three, and I'll take the under. Yeah, no, I, I would go zero. He talks to Marco Canella quite a bit, uh, but he's MX2 or 250, so right, it doesn't right. count. <laughs> um, all right, uh, I guess uh, T-Dag. So I was right about one thing, that MX2 move, Noof. I mean, he, yeah. he started rattling off his stats to me, like, oh, I won uh, this many motos, and, you know, I'm like, ah. He was never that good. Yeah, he like really he's was. ever going to give it up and say, "Dude, I just didn't have it." Like he's going to say that. Well, he's back in 450. So where are we at, yeah. Noof, with T Dags and back to 450s? Um, well, I think that there's no way that he could do another year at 250. I mean, that definitely didn't go. I wouldn't call it a disaster, but I wouldn't say that it was a successful year. He did win some motos here and there. But moving back up, I think uh, what a great year to do it for him. I mean, obviously three-moto format, I think, will play into his favor, even though they're separated, but I still think yep. um, he seems to excel, obviously, when, when the going gets tough. Um, he's been riding lots. I mean, it's kind of the same. Like, I follow him on social media. I text with him a little bit. It's kind of the same old thing. He's out pounding these 40-minute motos on these beat-up sand tracks that are homemade, the single track-wide type thing, and He's putting in the work, and it's just it will all depend. I mean, I can guarantee it. When the green flag goes at Gopher for the first uh, first practice, he'll be out front, and you're going to go, holy shit, like he looks so good, and he'll throw the laps down. But, um, I mean, veteran of the sport, God, he's been at it a long time. I still can't even believe it uh, <laughs> that he's still, still going for it. Um, but, yeah, I foresee, uh, you know, podiums here and there. Um, but, you know, more likely around that fourth bubble type thing he, to fifth on the worst worst day. You know, a couple of years ago on, on the Cowie, on that team, he kind of had a, a resurgence. Like he won go for a ride. He, 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 yep. he won some motos. Like it was kind of on. And then he dropped down to 250s, which, you know, I told I, I predicted and was correctly, 100% correctly right, of course, as usual. Um, it was a disaster. <laughs> uh and then so I wonder, you know, if, if it was just a, a blip and he can get back to kind of being a little bit better than what he normally is, you know. So what do you think, uh, Galdi? I think he wins motos. I think he wins at least two motos in this, this uncertain times and all this stuff. So looking at it right now, Phil uh, not really able to ride. Gerke not really able to ride. So we take the two American guys, just these two-week, the stupid quarantine garbage. Uh, Dylan Wright, Cole. 
uh, able to ride Pounder Motos. There is, I think Tyler can match that stuff. I think maybe Dylan Wright might sh- he might shock him uh, a little bit once he sees him uh, on the track here. But I truly believe I think Tyler can win some motos, especially in these three moto formats, because maybe a guy like Phil looks at it like getting third in Moto One on a three moto format is okay at say the 22, 23, 24 minute mark, where Tyler is still kicking ass at those days, like we saw at the final moto at Walton in, in 18, and and Gopher as well, like that kind of thing. So I feel like he can win some motos, but I do like like New said, I feel like he'll be fourth, fifth in the championship, but I, I truly believe he can win some motos. I mean, I'm a super T-Dags fan. I've loved the guy forever. He's awesome to watch. He's joking around. He fits in everywhere. Everybody loves him, all that kind of stuff like that. He's our he's our, our, our Adam Cincerello of Canada, maybe just a veteran kind of guy, um, and uh, so I, I see him winning some motos this year, and I, I will put money on that. I would say anybody. he's the he's the Justin Brighton of Canada. There you go. Yeah, even yeah. better. better. Right, That's right. a better comparison. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, Moffenbar. What do you think, Niff? Yeah, we forgot about Moff a little bit there. I wasn't uh, wasn't thinking. I mean, I think that uh, I think we're going to just get the the normal Moff. I think he'll be uh, he'll kind of fit into that top five here once in a while. Although before he did get hurt last year, he kind of started to uh, to turn some heads on some of those West Coast rounds, and he ended up getting hurt. Um, bit of a weird off season for him. Uh, he was at Club MX, and he had to come home because of the quarantine stuff. So he's just been hanging out here in Kamloops, uh, pounding out motos. Uh, back in beautiful Ontario right now, did Galdi's race last uh, oh, last weekend, and he he was good. He was here. good. I mean, gorgeous here. he uh, huh? I'm just saying it's gorgeous here. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe a podium here and there, but uh, I think he'll be at the at the tail end of that group after you know kind of those big four that we named. Okay, can can I just say fuck normal, not normal moth. This is the time for the moth, the Thompson, these guys that need to put this the, the hammer down with this COVID. Everything's crazy. Everybody's thinking too much. It's all nonsense. Blah blah blah. Moffmeyer has not to be. He can't be normal. He showed not normal in the one moto at my race on the weekend, and he needs to be that guy and everyone. He was all over Thompson for the entire race and just could not make, seem to make the pass. And he hadn't been there since MX two days, if you will, uh, on Thompson's level. So fuck normal, Sean. Serve it up. It it's time to get it going here. The number three plate needs to be battling for the podium contenders, and he needs to turn it up here in a week's time for sure. And he can do it for sure. He's got all wow. the tools, bells, and whistles. What a speech. Fuck normal. So where does he end up? Where does he end up in the championship? Fourth. Galdi? Fourth. Fourth. Okay, I'm writing this down. Fourth. We know. Please write it down. Please. Yeah. Please write that down. My guy in this so far that we talked about that ain't going to do it is Gurky. I think he comes at the tail end of it all. That's hey. my opinion. Um, so Harmon and Cartwright for PRMX, are they MX2 or MX1? I would think 450. Yeah, it got to be 450. Keist and Fraser and Keelan Meston, are they all point stealers? Uh, for, no, the other two guys are Cartwright and Harmon because they're Americans, so they got to steal points. Oh, so they steal points? Okay, all right. Yeah, they're already stealing groceries out of our Canadian grocery stores, quarantine and stuff, man. That's awful. I can't believe they would do such a thing. Um, but the, uh, <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? Fraser's riding 250s. Fraser's riding MX2 okay, or 250 right. plus. Keist? Kyle Keist? Uh, yeah, Kyle, Kyle Keist is right. He's, he's he does, back. He drives a uh, side-by-side Polaris into the woods right now. He's a, the woods guy. He's out. Uh, that's Casey Keist, right? He's, he would yeah, be riding 250, but Noof said yesterday that he oh, – uh, what did he do, Noof? Broke his wrist, yeah. He's out um, in the first round. So, okay, so 450s. 
Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Let's reset here. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Uh, fantastic gear. Uh, very lightweight. Very ventilated as well. Flyracing.com. Please check them out. Thanks to Renthal. Renthal.com. Max's Tires, of course. Folks at Racetech. Also on board with this podcast. Pulp 20 is the code to save with Racetech. And, of course, Alias CBD all on board with us. Ryan Lockhart. Ryan Gold on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Canadian Moto Preview. Okay. Give me moto winners this year, Noof, in MX1. Phil. Moto winners? Yeah, Phil. Yeah, Phil, Dylan, Thompson. That's it. Three different guys. Galdi? I've got five. Phil. I'll add, I'll add Gerke and T-Dex to that list. Okay. So everybody except Moss. <laughs> yeah, Moss not going to win a moto, no. Yeah. I can't see Moff winning a moto. No, I love no. Moff, but I, I can't. I bet see he gets a second or a third, but he won't win one. Right. Who's a sleeper in MX1? Right. I don't think that counts as a sleeper. He's Honda's no. number one rider. Yeah, I guess so, actually, yeah. Yeah, if you go with a sleeper that wasn't mentioned in those, in kind of those six guys, um, including Moff being, I guess, yeah, you'd add him into the mix. Meston? Sleeper would be, yeah, Keelan Meston probably. I mean, he would be kind of the, at the top um, of the. I feel like Meston is always good on the West, right? I feel like he's always going yeah. to rest, and then when it goes easty. No, no, no? that's a okay. little bit wrong. He was good last year. Remember at uh, Deschambeau, Galdi? He was yep. like fourth yep. and fifth or got like a 5-5 five, five or a 5-6 or something like that. Like, Yeah, he, no, he's he's got his he moments did. for sure. It's that sort of inconsistency yeah. that ends up putting him back in that tenth position, but he can he can definitely be the guy like he could he could squeeze a fourth out this year with this like if, if you know if 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 we go off sheer stats you got your Phil Cole um and and Dylan and then your your Gurky in there and then T-Dags Moff um uh Meston like those guys could all mix it up for a four or five if you go on like sheer victories or like that you get you know you got your top three but um he could squeeze it like the, you know all the cards go right kind of thing but yeah for sure Meston I, I i don't really know if we could call him a sleeper though he's not really he's been around like when you say sleeper steve is that someone that's going to steal a moto win or maybe a podium it's whatever you want Ollie. okay well he's going to sleep his way into like a sixth to a tenth place there's got to be some american that's going to show up probably not quarantined but tell everybody he has been and then just run five to ten, right? Well, the cool thing is about that we've actually got a uh, we've got a connection with the border side of things to get a timestamp uh, oh. when the, everybody crossed. That was part of my MRC job, so we're not actually screwing around. Okay, so, so well, okay, but Galdi, there's more borders than just the ones in Ontario. No, 100. percent Now it might be hard to find that guy to cross, like up into Manitoba, where there isn't anybody there from say 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, Noof, he's just got the Ontario border lockdown. Galdi does, but he doesn't realize the 800 other crossings across the. No, no, I mean, yeah, if someone's willing to do that kind of driving and stuff, then so be it. Good luck, I guess. <laughs> so if you if you want to cross in Manitoba, Galdi, get us a note. Doesn't won't have your time stamp. But you're good. You're good there. I've crossed those borders. I remember doing that. There's nobody at this little tiny hut, and you just. Kind of drive around the fences and go across. Yeah, there used to be one in Manitoba uh, coming by a racetrack on the way to a racetrack in North Dakota, and the guy would just lean out the door. Yeah, he would just <laughs> lean. The, he would open the screen door and lean out and just uh, yeah, where are you going? But this was pre nine eleven, so it might, yeah, the it might time have the time that we yeah. did it, it, it yeah, this was ninety nine that I did this. There was nobody. It was like two in the morning, and there was nobody there. And they had two folding gates that just went down. And we, it was like train tracks. You just drove around them and went by. 
<laughs> but yeah. don't worry, Noof Call. He's got all the Ontario borders. Locked. He knows. Yeah, yeah. The borders are locked down <laughs> outside of anywhere but the the six in Ontario. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, you know who we didn't talk to? Uh, Tim Tremblay. Although we did talk a little bit before a phone call. He is hurt, but he could be a guy that's in the mix. He went 2-2 at my local race, beating Thompson uh, behind Dylan Wright a couple weeks ago. Tim Tremblay is, is sort of a quasi-KTM guy, and he he could definitely fit. I mean, again, I, he, he crashed on a mountain bike, I guess, a week or so ago and has kind of bummed up his knee, but he could be in there with a, a 3, 4, 5, T-Dags, Gurky, Moff-type scenario for sure. So there's a there, uh, there's a sleeper there's a sleeper Tim Trombley sleeper Cheyenne Harmon will be five to ten. You think so? Yeah. Oh yeah. In this field, yeah, yeah. What do you mean in this field? It's like uh, the exact same as last year, minus Fasciati and Alessi. So insert right, and, about, and now you're missing one guy. What about the the point the original point stealer? He's gone too. Yeah, but Clayton. yeah, well, he was sorry. sixth pretty much every race. Yeah, that's seven, true. Okay, so. he was yeah. Uh, yeah, Harmon. Harmon will be in that. Harmon will be in that Cartwright. Um, yeah, group Meston, probably. Meston, I, I wouldn't, Cartwright. Yeah, Harmon, Gainer, yeah. Sam Gainer. Oh yeah, pretty good too. Yeah. So. Oh, I think Gainer's wearing X brand. I don't know if that deal actually happened. I kind no, of what? No, he ended up coming back to the to the good side here. What? What? Did you, oh. did you steal him away? Noof. I can't <laughs> believe it. Away. I can't believe it. For one extra boy, new. It seems odd that Rich Taylor wouldn't follow through with that. It's very odd. Um, okay. Um, all right, your champion, MX1. I'll go Phil. Yeah, I got Phil. Phil, I guess. I mean. No, that sucks. We can't pick the same guy. Whoever. No, I'll go Dylan. Then, all right, well, then perfect. We'll tell, we'll tell Phil you picked against him, Noof, and he'll hate you well, all year. Phil hate Phil. Phil hates me anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, good point. He thinks I orchestrated the whole Alessi disaster right, last thought, year. Yeah. So. He accused you of being the ringleader behind it. That's right. <laughs> I'm the ringleader. God, he's yeah. so angry. Oh, my God. Hey, uh, at Newf, uh, how many Alessi stories do you have? About 800 probably, right? Mm, probably pretty damn close to 800. From one year. From one summer. <laughs> Yeah. From one summer. And from summer. eight races yeah. and nine races, whatever it was, eight races. It kept the race days interesting, though. We never knew what was going to happen from the moment we woke up to the moment we went to bed and, and leading into the next day as he, well because there was always something. He told me that the, the series doesn't want him back, the way they, they rigged everything against him. And I'm thinking to myself, no. yeah, boy, they sure rigged it. Boy, oh, boy, they sure rigged it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. All right, MX2. So, Welton, right? Pettis. Pettis is probably the favorite. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I think you yeah. got to give him the nod. Yeah, I would, I would say so. Is he healthy? He's all good, right? Yeah, yeah. He actually yeah. just raced at that race this weekend, too. And, yeah, he's, I talked to him right at the end of the day. He said, right. yeah, I feel good. Bones are good. Body's good. And so he's he's back to uh, 100%. I'm looking for Ward. Uh, Ward's brand new. He rides for the uh, Digger team now. Um, yep. Ward and Canella, to me, were this, Ward was a little better, Noof, but they're kind of a toss-up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, w- Ward. Uh, Ward's a real starter. He uh, Last year on the KTM, and he was up front almost on every start. I want to say he even led some laps at Calgary yep. to start off, or he was yep. in the top three anyways for a long time. And I think he snagged a podium there in one of the motos, or a podium overall at Calgary. Yeah, first um, moto of the year. First moto of the year. First moto of the year was a third. Um, he 
to separate him and Canella, maybe speed is pretty close, like mid-moto, but Canella does not get the starts that, that Ward does. He's a bit of a slower starter, very smooth, calculated, where Ward can hang it out a little bit more, um, which obviously I think in that class, I mean, you need to you need to do that, and that's what hurts Canella when we get to him to talk about him. But Ward's going to be good. I think he's hungry. He's excited. New, new opportunity, new program, um, different people around him and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I see him being a consistent podium is, guy this year. More is, so. is Pettis as much of a favorite in your guys as Phil in this class? Like, where is that how much he's a favorite, do you think, Goldie? Um, I don't know, man. I guess Weldon was, is good. Who? Uh, Welton. Oh, Marshall. Yeah, Welton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yep, yep. he's good. Um, I mean, I think that I mean, T-Dags drove that 250 last year and, and made it work in some areas of like that. I think that uh, Welton will be a little bit better. He's a little younger, a little bit more of that, you know, scrubby, aggressive, sort of nasty style that these sort of younger kids do. Um, I don't think it's as big a percentage, like you're sort of saying, but it, he, it, I think Pettis still has the nod. What do you think, Noof? Is he as big of a favorite no. as Phil? No. Yeah, I go, I go, I go bigger favorite than Phil for the fact that he's previous champion um, in the class um, was still pretty damn good last year, coming back from injury and whatnot, um, healthy, coming into round one, uh, good bike. I think he's a bigger favorite than uh, than even Phil. So Welton, oh, really? Welton, wow. Welton, Ward, and Canella kind of battling for two, three, four. Did I, am I, did I get it right there, Goldie? You think? I think so. I mean, it depends. Uh, I, I suppose the what sort of Surratt and, and Alex we see coming up. I mean, the, like Surratt, the last time he was here, he finished second in the championship. He nearly won it going into the last round and had a horrible last round there in what was that seventeen? I think that was. Uh, I have no idea if he's been racing or what's been going on with him. Um, and, doing, and of course, um, doing works races or whatever. Is that, oh, okay, so yeah, you know, maybe that'll pay off with the three moto format. It's uh, you know, it's now it's uh, an hour and a half of riding, so it it kind of matches up to works racing maybe. Um, but I don't know. I, those guys, I guess, are the question mark. But um, yeah, Ward uh, Ward can I I give I give Welton the nod above them. I think Welton has more game in the in the the, the pro moto tank than than those guys do. I I believe that there'll be battles there. But if we were going right with the nod, I would give Welton a nod. And I I don't I don't I I disagree with Newf a little bit. I don't think Pettis has that. He he should be the guy. I giving him the advantage. But it's like I don't know. It's it's like fifty five forty five for me. All right. Okay. Yeah, for championship. I think he's a bigger favorite than that if he's if he's all healthy. So, yep. Um, I like the bikes too. Like I think Pettis's bike's gonna be good, right? Yeah. Like that'll be a really mm-hmm. good package there. So I wonder about Surratt's yeah. package at, at Sky Cowie. You know. Um, I this guy called me the day. Who's that guy riding for Al Dyke? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny because it was a guy that's been around Moto for a long time, didn't know how to say Al Dick. Really? Oh, yeah, well, Dyke. Hey, Al Dyke. What's the story, Galdi? Yes, yes, Noof. Yes, Ryan. You're, you're, you're saying Dakota Alex is riding MX2. Is that for sure, or are you just No, you know what? I actually do not know. I have no idea. There's been no press release. There's been no contact of no. anything. Uh, I texted uh, Julian with PMX. I actually talked to him a little bit yesterday just about border stuff, and I never actually asked, so I, I'm just assuming he's MX2. I'm I, I just assuming that's what it is. I just, put in, I just put in a text with my contact over there. We'll find out what he's doing. Um, well, there you go. I can't believe you don't know. I mean, you. Call I know. Me. I'm missing I mean, one. Okay. I actually. I don't even know the story of why he's not riding for Al Dyke and riding now for Team PRMX. 
there's no news. There's nothing shared. I, I, plus, I'm not a media outlet anymore. I really don't give a shit. Wow. Okay, well, there the, it is. Well, the only thing the only thing that was shared was that he decided to part ways with Sky because of the whole COVID thing and border and didn't want to have to stay up here in quarantine from his Instagram post. And then a week later, he his Instagram going post going to, going to Canada. <laughs> so, he's read, he got um, sold on, uh, he's got free poutine for the whole six weeks up here. Uh, oh I, hope, I hope Rich Taylor... Richard Taylor does well. He's a good kid, good dude. So yeah, so he got like him. a tent at Walton. What kind of skills does this kid have? If he is he, can he battle with Surratt's or Ward Canella? Mm, like I, no, you know? I don't think so. No. I'm not off the bat, but I'll tell you what. He raced his first ever Supercross. He wasn't even really that ready. He came up to Utah, was 24th overall in qualifying for like the first okay. time ever in a yeah. Supercross. That's pretty legit. Oh, he's got skills then. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll be interested to see. I'll, I'll be cheering for him anyways. Um, so uh, McNabb. This kid riding for Gopher Dunes, so good team, uh, good bike, all that stuff. He's from Manitoba, my home province. We've never really had a good rider. Uh, Don Former was number five one year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it for as far as Manitoba goes. Uh, in the history of motocross, we've always just sucked balls for homegrown guys. Uh, this kid's legit, though, Noof? I mean, Galdi's seen him race a lot more than I have, but uh, from what I hear, I mean, he's only 14 years old. Um, he was racing super minis last year at Walton. Um, Hold on, he's 14? Hold yeah. on. Yeah. Well, how can he race yeah. pro? Because he's a 250 intermediate. Oh, yeah. He's not even a pro yet. Yeah, yeah he's not oh, even pro yet. He's got, an intermediate got, racer. Listen, I don't, let's, let's back this kid down a little bit. Don't we rushing him here? Some of uh, us were still on 80s when we were 16. Uh, I was. I have a picture with a flat-footed at the Toronto Supercross in 93. These guys always make fun was... of me. Look at you driving a car to the race. Oh, you, have you seen me? <laughs> have you seen me? A picture of me on an Yeah, 80? yeah, no. Yeah, we can go back to the Blair Morgan video that's been up there forever. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, let's um, not move out of there too to, soon. To, okay, the, the, the story on the whole kid, he's, he's, he is definitely a phenom out of Manitoba, obviously a smaller group, smaller area, stuff like that, but he spent his majority of his career in the States. He grew up uh, basically training at, um, I knew if I'm drawing a blank, here's a facility, the poor kid, the, the, the family had one that laid lost one of his Master family now. Masterpools. Masterpools, that's it, yeah, sorry. So he spent every winter down there, he raced nothing but American races in Texas and Loretta's and stuff like that, and now he's made the push, he's Canadian only, basically, and that had nothing to do with COVID, actually, it was the offer that he got from the GDR side of things, and he is legit good, but yes, he is 14 years old, he's basically his own mechanic until Noof shows up, okay, his old man is, is paralyzed from the chest down from an accident years ago, he runs a tractor when he's not riding dirt bikes, he, he runs the farm, he's kind of a father to his three other kids, like, the story behind this kid just makes you fall in love with everything he does, no matter if he was first or 25th. I'm on and, board. He's from Manitoba. I'm there. Yeah, and, I'm and on right board. now, uh, from what I've seen over the love, three weekends here. Love this here, kid. Love this he, kid. He just keeps getting better. The first race in the sand, he, he's a bit of a rever kind of kid, maybe not you know, sure how to ride that four-stroke getting off a super mini. Like I said, like Noof said, he was on a super mini last year. He's a bit of a rever, kind of aggressive on the bike, not really know where it is. From three weeks, or, sorry, actually it was about a, a four-week period. Gopher Dunes the first race, Walton, and then Gopher Dunes this weekend. Completely different kid. 
battling and doing lap times within Ward and Canella this past weekend and barely within maybe seven, eight seconds the weekend prior. So the he's got some skills. I think the only negative right now is that he is 14 years old and it's just uncertain what a 14-year-old can do. We're, we're, we're fucking back. Manitoba is back. Yeah, you're all in. Like, oh, go I'm to all the, in. Go to, the ta- go to the Vegas, get your betting odds what in right number, now. What number is this kid? 164. What a number. What a number. <laughs> God, 164. Noof. What a team. No what a pressure. Team, McNabb, and, McNabb and Noof going to the top. If he wants, tell him. If he needs some tips on Manitoba, if he wants to talk about Manitoba, I'll, I'm there. We're you not racing there, dude. That, that, it's, sorry, it's old. It's, we're not going there anymore. <laughs> like ever. If he wants to talk about Austin or, or Melita. <laughs> He'll be like, what are those? What are those? What's that? Grunthal. <laughs> Noof, I'm there. Tell him. I'm there. The kid, the kid does the kid does all his own bike work, so I'm a little bit nervous because he's probably a better mechanic than I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Noof, go over there and get a water, buddy. I got this. I'll get this motor. I got this motor. He's going to be working on the bikes in between motos. <laughs> hey, actually, Noof, you might have your hands full. I've heard a little bit of a rumor on the weekend that he might have a little girl running around with him now. No, we got to keep him away from oh, chicks. Yeah. Keep him away from chicks. <laughs> we'll That's your that job, out. dude. We'll straighten that shit out. Um, who's Jones and Powell for MX101 for Hot Dog Vendor? Ontario boys, man. Oh, They're here great, we go. amazing racers. Here we go. <laughs> They're like Pierce Chamberlain and Richard Gray. So, okay, back oh, to McNabb. God. Back to McNabb. Is he top ten? Yeah. Um, you know what? The, the the 250 class is pretty deep. Um, uh, you probably haven't watched any of the in, Inside X shows that we've been doing, but Kyle, every week, would be talking about these races and like, holy shit, there's another name. Holy shit, there's another guy. So, you didn't think, so the 250 class is pretty deep, but... I would say that he he's a he's a he's a nine eight eight nine ten kid when everything's going good for sure. Like it, uh, he doesn't get great starts, uh, but he is racing against four fifties right now in these local races, so yeah, that might change. But yeah. look, he's um, fourteen. If he can get was Fasciati top ten at fourteen, probably. Uh, I right? would I would say if Noof can guide this kid to anywhere from tenth to seventh in this final in this title hunt. That is, is as good as two right. championships last year. Don't fuck this up, Noof. We won't be outside of the top ten. There's no way. Oh, he's already saying we. Wow. He's wow. already saying we. We will, we will be inside of the, the top NASCAR ten. NASCAR team. Oh, as long as the bike holds together, <laughs> we will be inside the top ten. <laughs> you give them same speeches like Makarath. You know, we're doing this, and we did this, and whatever. Blah, blah, blah. We, we, we. Um, no, you rode the bike. All right, so... Is this Noof? Is Piccolo? Is this is this Goldie's old guy? No, that's no. Guy. This is a BC. This oh. is a BC guy. And, oh, okay. Uh, Piccolo is a good story too. Um, yeah, has crazy raw raw speed. Um, talent, but talent. Uh, he crashed money fifteen times on the weekend. <laughs> My right. Money behind the fam- money behind the family. Um, all the stars are there. Um, all the check marks are there. But I don't know, man. Um, he's never ridden sand before. Like Gopher, obviously, he went to Galdi's race on the weekend, and I heard it was not a pretty sight. But um, to be honest with you, if we were going to all dirt tracks, not sand tracks, um, I would have picked him for. My sleeper to be uh, throw in a five here and there, maybe even a four whole shot of moto. Um, but with Gopher and Sandalee and Deschambeau, three out of the three out of the four tracks, uh, 
It's going to have a tough one. Uh, so this thing's coming down to Ward, Welton, and Pettis? MX2? Yeah. Yeah. Move. Depending on what uh, Alex does. I mean, Alex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's legit. But I have a feeling he's riding MX1. And like I said, I don't know that. There's been no info. Galdi, you should know the info from the border. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because they ask him when he crossed. <laughs> well, you should the know. The border guard. Know he's, that, yeah, he's, he's a racer. Like, he's an MRC member. The border guard. Galdi's <laughs> uh, <laughs> got all the borders yeah, no, locked Steve, down. Steve, you're right. Right. You're right. It comes between <laughs> Ward, Welton, and, and Pettis for sure. Where's your text? Did you get a text back, Mathis? No, my source no. has gone MIA. Um, uh, I'll throw one out here, see if I can get just, one before we finish. I just, I just gave my source 30 grand. You'd think he'd get in touch with me right away. Oh, God, he's useless. He's, he's on the beach right now tanning with that 30 Gs. Um, well, my speech about having uh, the up-and-coming Canadian kids, I'm not going to do it because we got McNabb. We're back. You're, We're back. <laughs> <laughs> God, you're back. We're back with McNabb. I like it. Um, all right, give me your – I'll pick Pettis, title guy, Golly. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I yeah. – God, I just want to be different just because that's what we're supposed to do. But, I mean, I don't think – how can you bet against a guy? Yeah, I got Pettis. Noof. Well, I can't be the same as you guys, just like you made me go last here uh, in MX1. So, I'll go – oh, I'll go with Ward. Why not? Oh uh, yeah, why not? Your own team member there. You know, new new bike, new team, new attitude. I got a text Diggs. I got a text Diggs. I just did that there, so I get a little raise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you picked right too, right for MX1. So yeah, shocker. Oh. Shocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go we know go. who breads his butter. Or, sorry, butter bread. Butters his bread. <laughs> breads his butter. Breads his butter. <laughs> you know who breads his butter? The border guards. That's uh, I spent lunch with the old lady today, boys. There might have been a few cervezas in there. Um. All right, any sleepers? Uh, MX2? Uh, Surratt, I guess? Like if he, if he's, yeah, if, MX2. If he's back to, go, yeah. go ahead, sorry. No, go go ahead. I said my sleeper was going to be somebody we didn't talk about, and I actually rode with him a couple weeks ago when I was in Calgary for a little vacation, Jarrett Petruska. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Petruska's been healthy. He's been riding and training with Keelan Meston. Kind of seems like he's got his shit together. Um, he's always been that kind of guy that has tons of speed, always seems to get hurt, works during the week, but I think he's uh, given her kind of one last shot. Do I see him hitting the podium? No, but squeaking in a couple top fives? I could see that happen. I like that. I'm on that sleeper train. I like that. As soon as someone tells me who Jones and Powell is, I'll pick one of them for my sleeper. Well, okay, Jones is a 250 intermediate kid, just like Ryder McNabb. They were nah, not as good Jones as Jones is probably a, a little bit less than, than McNabb this past weekend seeing him. Um, and Powell is a second-year pro. Actually, I guess it's his first year actually pro. He was an intermediate last year. And uh, he'll be – if he gets a tenth in the moto, it's celebration time. All right. Well, well yeah. McNabb's not getting out of the top ten. I heard so. Yeah, I, I heard that somewhere yeah. too. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Happen. There we go. Rockstar Triple Crown preview pod down for another year. Are you coming up? Are you going to come to one round? You no, can get I, in our country. I, You're allowed. You I can, can get in, but I got I got I got to quarantine for fourteen days. No, no, no. You're Canadian, man. You get a pass. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you still got you a quarantine. You didn't. Hey, you here's didn't the funny kicker to this. Time, so, Alex Harmon Piazza 
cross the border. The border says, oh, no, you're good. You guys are athletes, and you are in competitors. Therefore, you are allowed to – you don't have to quarantine. I get this information, obviously, being MRC. I call the border. I get answers. I, get, I talk to this guy, Tom, and this lady, Sheila, two different times. I call two different times because the PRMX guy tells, tells me – the PRMX guy tells me that he's had two different answers to this. So I did, a li- I did my research because that's what we do in Canada. We don't want to be like Dolores at the AMA and make mistakes. Okay? The one guy said – the Tom says – yeah, no problem. They're good. They're athletes. They're they're they get under the special thing. It's like a T five S crap thing, whatever the hell it is. Um, Sheila says absolutely not. If they don't do that and they're caught, they will be fined one hundred thousand dollars and up to three months in jail. This is what this lady said to me on the phone. Yeah, I just read something. A couple of Americans got fined seven hundred fifty bucks for for. They were they were when they went across the border, went to a gas station and got out of the gas station, and they were watching them. So oh no, okay, well, so it's I mean it's crazy times on all around. It's honestly, even, when I went to go pick up that bike, yeah, I drove. I got I knew knows this because we were talking a lot. I got three different answers from when I called to as to whether I could cross or not. You know, so yeah, yeah it was it was a bit of a nightmare that way. Well, we've written a letter. We wrote a letter saying, oh, they're, like, you know, essential to our series and, and, and such like that. You know, guys like Gerke and, and Phil, they got they actually have, like, a working visa, right? Like, it's a proper paperwork type right. thing. They're an employee. But Bobby Piazza, for instance, we wrote him a letter. Boom, he drove the country. He's here. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. And the guy told him, said, you don't have to quarantine. So it, it is. Well, can I get that thing. letter? Can I get the letter saying I'm, I'm special, I'm essential to the series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, come on up. He, <laughs> we'll, we'll, show, we'll throw it. Oh, this guy's a tweet master. Everybody we're, just loves we'll him. He call, delivers nothing uh, but the we'll best call content Tom ever. We'll call Tom Sheila at the border, and we'll get you across. Tom and, and Sheila will handle it at the U.S.-Canadian border. I need a skyjack and a parade lap, and I'm there. Oh, yeah, here we go again with this. Jesus Christ. It's Who do you think you are? <laughs> he said I could do it. Yeah, no, he said. He doesn't run the National. He's a track owner at he, that day. He yeah, doesn't run the no, National. Well, okay? listen, if that parade lap wouldn't have happened, I would have been I would have put it, I told you. I said I would have made, I would have made that not happen. Because. <laughs> what do you think, Noof? <laughs> I should be able to do a parade lap on Blue Crew. Well, here's here's the crazy thing, and Galdi kind of had said that the, this MRC rulebook, a lot of gray uh, areas in it, you could have suited up and did the hot lap of the first MX1 moto, and nobody would have ever known that you weren't supposed to be on the line. No, no okay, chance. Okay, so wait a minute. No Nick. chance. So Kinger, actually, let's not use Kinger. That's a bad one. <laughs> Daryl wouldn't have seen that there was 41 riders on the gate when he's panning no, the thing going across. Uh, they wouldn't have seen it. Nobody would have no, saw because. It. Because sometimes these, yeah, no, for I, I would say there's a sixty percent chance you would have got out there on the parade lap of the MX1 moto. For people who are wondering, Actually, what's now up, that I think about it, I feel like it could have been like eighty percent. Digger, Digger, the owner probably. of Gopher Dunes, promised me if I ever come up to his race that I can do the the parade lap for the 450 Moto One on a Yamaha, just to do the parade yeah. lap. He told me I could do that, and and that was what was going to. Well, happen. hey, here's here's your pass for this year. If you decide to come to one of our events, you don't have to quarantine for 14 days. There's your gift. <laughs> Somehow, I don't know if a letter from Ryan Gold. If I don't run it, no, 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 it's MRC, buddy. If I, if I don't run it, what if I don't run body? What if I don't run into Tom or Sheila at the border? I could have a problem. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how many Tom and Sheila's are down there, but I feel like I feel like you might have a bit of an issue if you're doing that way. But no, you just fly. You're good. Oh boy! I got the pass. All man. right, we're good. Um, 
Well, looking forward to this series. Yeah, it should be fun to watch. It's all on the app, right? Uh, what's Everything. It? Actually, we're on something new, too. Did you, hey, Noof, did you watch that video that Isaiah Reed put out? There was a new TV thing. It said it quick now, and I forgot to look at it. They haven't put out a release or anything. But, um, I watched the video, but I didn't notice anything. It's new. on Mav. It's on Mav and the app again, but it's on another... Oh, what the hell is it called now? Uh, I don't know the information. What's the, app, what's the app called for people who are listening? Two, two Wheels TV app. Everybody can watch that. And the Mav TV channel, that's an American channel. Actually, it's not a Canadian channel. So everybody get, can watch it on Mav TV as well. I need to post Diggs's login info for Two Wheeled app on social. Yeah, so. <laughs> we'll give you another one. Everyone can get on. Yeah, everybody watch it. Shut her down. But, yeah, no, it, it's, it'll be every, every moto's live. Uh, it'll be like 11, I think it's 11, no, uh, 10 and 11 on the Saturday for the first motos when we do the three-moto format, and then the regular times on the Sundays. I think it was oh, 12, so, 1, 2, and 4, something so, like that. So the guys will be out there by noon on Saturday for yeah. the first moto. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. done, 12, 12, 30, they're done. Right, they're, right, they right. can go do whatever they want. Well, that'll be good, actually. They won't be too hard on the guy. I mean, you know, they'll have... 12 hours to rest. So. Well, I mean, you know, they're not riding 125, 250s, and 500s. They should be able to do it. Like rollerball. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Well, go McNabb. That's all I got to say. Go McNabb. Go Noof. <laughs> Here we go. Manitoba to the top. Finally. It's taken forever. I failed at it, but hopefully McNabb can succeed. So, um, <laughs> All right. Fly Racing Racer X Podcast presented by Maxis, alias CBD, and the folks at Renthal. For the Noof and Goldie, I'm Steve Mathis. Thanks, boys. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. 
I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey.